Hey, before the show starts, we want to let you know that the Cybersecurity Marketing Society's annual conference, Cyber Marketing Con 2022, will be held this year, November 16th through 18th in Arlington, Virginia. And yes, there will also be a virtual option. You really don't want to miss it. We'll have two days jam-packed with cybersecurity marketing strategies, ideas, metrics, insights. It's going to be the place to be. Visit cybersecuritymarketingsociety.com and click on conference to grab your ticket. We'll see you there. Welcome to the Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing podcast, where we explore the hottest topics in cyber marketing, interview experts, and help you become a better cybersecurity marketer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Maria, and joining me today is a special, special guest. It's actually Gianna, my co-host. Hey, everyone. Hi, Maria. Today, Gianna's in the hot seat. Not really. We're just chatting. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me on the show. (laughs) Today, we're actually going to talk about community, how to build one, why it's important to build one, and why it was especially important to build one in cybersecurity marketing. So Gianna will take us through how she had the idea and sort of the journey to two years later, two years and a half now, Gianna? Yeah, two plus two months or something like that. We started in March 2020. So two years, two months and going incredibly strong. So yeah, so let's go through the journey. And I want to take us through kind of did a little bit of research in terms of what cycles does the community go through from inception all the way to success and in managing a thriving one. So we'll go through those steps, but take us through the story, the founder story. Oh, the founder story. So we know the founder story and you know the founder story because you're part of the founder story. <laughs> so for any of you who don't know, Maria had actually applied for a job at the company that I used to work at. And I was not the hiring manager, but I was someone who interviewed her. And Maria was amazing. So brilliant on marketing operations, marketing automation, all this like awesome. And I know Maria, you're not smiling now, but internally you're smiling because you are like the marketing automation, marketing operations queen. (laughs) And unfortunately, Maria wasn't chosen for the position, but we did stay in touch because... Being both cybersecurity marketers at smaller companies, we didn't have a lot of internal resources, people to bounce ideas off of, people to say, hey, what are you seeing in the market? What's the best practice in this area? What do you think about this event? All of these things that us as cybersecurity marketers desire intel on, when you're one of three people or one of one people on a marketing team, it's tough to get that information. So we basically created this sort of informal, like peer networking relationship where I would ask Maria for help on marketing automation and she would send me her templates and tell me her advice and she would ask me things. And we just kept in touch for probably over a year. So in like February slash March, 2020, so right before we all know the big COVID event happened, Maria and I were just catching up on the phone. I had just quit my job pretty recently She had also quit her job very recently and we were just chatting and kind of reminiscing almost about how we had worked together, even though we were at separate companies. I had said, you know, this like relationship we have, why don't we try and formalize this informal thing? 
why don't we start a group and like spread this to more people? And that is the story of the beginning of the Cybersecurity Marketing Society and the amazing community of over 1,000 people in it today. Maria looped in also Alien Cosmano, and together we built a group from a beginning 10 people, I think, in literally in March 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And now it's, I think, if I looked at the numbers, like 1,100 as of this morning. I'll look later <laughs> and put the real number in the show notes or something. <laughs> Yeah, it was really amazing because when you told me about the idea, it just clicked. And I thought, gosh, we really do need a place like this. We could use a lot of help. We could use mentorship that isn't easy to find. And that's exactly what we found in founding 10 members. I think we have to identify them, by the way. We should identify them and they should all get some kind of plaque or something. A plaque? <laughs> <laughs> but there were some pretty amazing mentors and resources, like people that came with a lot of experience, great advice, and supported us from day one. So we'll have yeah. to identify those 10 and maybe we'll celebrate them at RSA or something. Oh, definitely. One thing that really makes our community special and by the way, I'm going to plug it. So anyone who's listening who is an in-house marketer at a cybersecurity company and wants to join the Cybersecurity Marketing Society, come to us at cybersecuritymarketingsociety.com and click the Join Slack button real big at the top of the page and apply to join our group and see what we're talking about firsthand. One thing that I think that also makes our group so special, and I heard this phrase from Suzanne German, the VP of revenue marketing at Mindcast, she and I were discussing cybersecurity marketing vendors, like people who sell us products and services, like the event vendors of the world, the data vendors of the world. She had said this brilliant thing, which was cybersecurity, when people are vending to cybersecurity companies, when they're selling us their services, their agency fees, their products, their events, it's like being in the wedding industry. There's like a 30% markup <laughs> on everything <laughs> because they know that the cybersecurity industry is just flush with VC cash and they know it's a very difficult industry to be in and it's very difficult to reach your prospects and customers because they are, I believe, one of the most difficult people to actually market to and sell to and the most discerning and the most anti-bullshit people. <laughs> so these vendors know that they can mark everything up a huge amount. And so in some ways, what makes our group really special is that we're also like an ISAC, which is an information sharing and analysis center. So those of us who are in like the threat intelligence space, which I used to be in at my previous company, an ISAC is basically a group, a community that is focused on sharing threat intelligence between other members in the community within a specific industry. There's FS ISAC, called, which is the financial services ISAC. There's HL ISAC, which is the health ISAC. There's all these ISACs. And the Cybersecurity Marketing Society, I think, is a cybersecurity marketing ISAC because we're in it sharing our actual real lived experiences with vendors and sharing what are the good vendors to work with, which is so incredibly valuable in this industry. Agree, 100%, which is why I think we should start an agency, but that's going to be on another episode. <laughs> so Gianna, I read in an article that when somebody is considering joining a community, there are a few things that need to happen. The community needs to align with their identity, this potential member. They need to know and how and be encouraged to participate. 
and there needs to be some sort of reward. And I think that we nailed all these three things within the Cybersecurity Marketing Society. In your opinion, why and how did we actually achieve these three? I think it was easy for us on the identity side of the house because we are cybersecurity marketers. You are Director of Demand Generation at Farooq, and I'm the VP of Marketing at Notiro. Before that, you worked at Owl Cyber Defense, and I worked at Pandora Cyber, and we both worked at cybersecurity companies. So we've been in the hot seat of having all these challenges and issues and being in this industry and being confused and being pissed off and being like, oh, this whatever. We're in the day-to-day of it every single day, even today. The Cybersecurity Marketing Society, this podcast, everything we do is the five to nine job on top of our nine to fives in the industry. Yeah. So I think we nailed that really easily because we are the members of the community and we built the community in a very selfish way, kind of almost to serve us, right? Like I tell people all the time, like, When they're like, why did you create this community? It's like, well, I wanted more data. I wanted more connections. I wanted more, more, more. And I wanted to have better career opportunities. And I wanted to get more insight and intelligence and learn more from others. So I think we absolutely nailed the identity part. You're right. So identity was easy. We are so niche that it was so easy for our members to identify with the group and the mission of the group. What about trust? How do you think we earned their trust? I think we earned their trust by being awesome. You're laughing. Good. (laughs) So I guess trust in a community is composed of a couple different things. So do I trust that this group is not going to just be a funnel to selling products? Do I trust that when I join, it's going to be valuable? Do I trust that the people in it or the people who run it are knowledgeable and can help me? Do I trust that the people in it are who the group says they are? So there's a couple of layers of trust, both between like the brand of Cybersecurity Marketing Society and then also the process. I'll talk a little bit about a few things we do. Along with what I just said, which is we're both cybersecurity marketers, so there's implicit trust there. We're working in in the field day to day. We also are highly curative of the group and who's allowed in the group. So everybody who knows us and who's been through the process of trying to join knows that we have a It's not too lengthy of an application, but it's definitely more than just a lead gen form that's asking for your email and your first name, last name. We vet every single person who comes into the group, which is why sometimes people have to wait a little bit because it's actually me who is physically going in and clicking on every single person who applies LinkedIn and saying, okay, are you an in-house cybersecurity marketer? And like, here's the proof. Okay. It says that you work there you're approved. So along with the application, which is more than just, again, to form fields, which from our side, viewing an applicant, if you fill out the whole application, that means you actually care to join. And then on the other side of it, we vet everybody who does apply and that helps build trust in the group. Another thing we do is we require that everybody who joins the group then put in their display name, their company, right? There are so many categories of cybersecurity products. There's so many companies and we want everybody in our group to be forthright and truthful because it's a professional community about who they're working for. And that also, I think, builds a lot of trust within the community. You know that you're talking to someone from Mindcast or ZeroFox or Axonius or Jupiter One because everyone has it displayed publicly. And yeah, and that helps so much because it just makes navigating the community and making connections and networking so much easier instead of having to actually go through and research who you're talking to. 
And now we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors and producers, Hacker Valley Media. Chris Cochran and Ron Eddings run an amazing studio here, which produces not only the Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing podcast, but a bunch of other shows that you're going to want to listen to as well. So all these shows plus more, and then on top of that, probably even more coming soon, are available to look at, listen to, and sponsor at HackerValley.com. Make sure you go over there and say, hey, Gianna and Maria said I should come check out your website, listen to your shows, and uh, sponsor a podcast or two. So Gianna, what about encouraging participation? We've seen this in many other different communities that we're also part of where things just become dead silence or there are too many lurkers. And I think that we nailed creating a community where people actually want to participate. They look forward to going into Slack and seeing what's going on. They help each other. They comment. They create ideas. They create ideas for us to consider. We are now seeing the creation of certain regional chapters, which is awesome. What do you think we did to fuel this kind of encouragement of participation? So I think we did some things and I think our members are the people who took those things and really for some of the items you mentioned, like took them and and truly created them. So in groups, there's different types of people, just like you and I are like digitally native folks who are like very comfortable, like on the internet. Like (laughs) there are people who are in various degrees of comfortability in our group, being someone who posts every day versus someone who just browses once a day or once a week. And we are a group that's very open and accepting of that. You don't have to post every day. There are some groups I know of that require that you post like once a day or once a week. And we actually don't require that. One of the reasons we don't is because we know that cybersecurity marketing is a really, really can be intense industry. So right now we're recording this the week before RSA and absolutely everybody I know is completely heads down and has no time for anything besides getting things ready for RSA. So there are different types of people in a community and that's going to help create kind of the, not to be a woo-woo person, but like the vibe of the group. You have people who are super into posting every day. We have some of our super amazing members who post all the time. And then there's people who only post when they have a question or when they see a piece of news or when they hear something that they think the group should know about. And then there are people who never post. And us as managers of the group, of the community might be like, these people don't like this group. Oh, they like came in, they said hi once and they left. But that's not necessarily true. Like how some people only browse Reddit and never post. Like 80% of LinkedIners only read stuff on LinkedIn and never ever post. They're still members of our community. And I'm not surprised anymore when people reach out and they say, I never, ever, ever, ever post in the group, but I love it so much. Thank you. And I can't wait to attend the conference and I can't wait to attend an in-person event because how people interact online is different for everybody. I happen to be someone who is like a super online person. Like I can make friends on the internet and I try to bring that vibe into my posting, but it's just not how everybody's going to be. Some people don't do that. So Gianna, you mentioned something about how you're getting great feedback from some of those members that don't maybe don't post regularly, but really can't wait to meet some of our members and some of us in person. And I think that that is part of the reward 
which is part of that cycle, right? Validate the identity, build that trust, and then reward in order to create a thriving community. That reward has come in many different ways since we started this. For those listeners that just got to know us today, walk them through what we've done at Cyber Marketing Con the last few years, and then possibly an in-person Cyber Marketing Con 2020. Yeah. I'm going to start with the rewards in the group because I think I forgot to mention that, but the group itself, the community itself and the Cybersecurity Marketing Society itself just online has rewards. It's a place where marketers can connect without knowing each other. It's super friendly. You can get mentorship. We have a field on our form to apply that says, do you want to mentor or be a mentor? And we're starting to connect people specifically for mentorship. There's also an incredibly thriving jobs board for both candidates and for people who are looking to hire. Our jobs board, we have heard such great feedback. I know that at least 20 people have been hired directly from our group just by other members of the group and them meeting on this digital space. So there's rewards. Along with that, we have like a pop and memes uh, channel where people post the most hilarious memes and that's rewarding itself too. The meme channel is so awesome. It is. If I was younger, I would say fire or bet. I don't know. <laughs> I'm very online like the AF. Yeah. In the 2010 state. <laughs> so to your point on the in-person words, like transitioning. So community is like, I view it as a distributed thing, right? And we always say to our group members and to our members that you can engage a la carte, Right. You can be in the Slack and not post. You can post. Now we have four different email newsletters that people can subscribe to. We host events. Every other Friday, we have lunch networking, which is just open and for people to come and network. We have beers and tears also every other Tuesday, which is where people come and they bring a beer and we complain about our jobs and we help each other solve our problems at our work or we just drink and feel sad. So beyond the internal core, the heart of this, which is the cybersecurity marketing Slack community, there are so many ways to get involved. There are so many ways to be rewarded and to feel the connection of the group beyond that, including, like you just said, our cyber marketing con. Events-led marketing is what I think we were doing at the time, and we didn't really have a name for it. It was like six months after we had started the community. We probably had like 50... I'll have to look. We probably had like 50 people in the group or something, maybe 100. Definitely not a lot. We were just like slowly growing and we said, Hey, like we should start, we should do an event. We should do a conference because guess what? COVID had just hit. Everything's digital. People are bored at home and people want to get connected. And also the continuing issue of there's not enough education and content and learning in cybersecurity marketing as an industry is still here. I mean, we started the group and that's the reason we started the group. Here's another thing we could do to help solve that problem, which is, bring a lot of amazing people to our virtual stage and have them talk on like the most interesting topics in cyber. And two years ago, we were still grappling with the fact that cybersecurity marketing has been stuck in like 2010 for the last 30 years. I know it's not 2040, but you know what I mean? It's, (laughs) it's largely like a fields based, like a lot of companies are just solely doing fields based things and the digital stuff was lagging and all of that. So we're like, let's bring some of like the most forward thinking brilliant cybersecurity marketers on stage to talk about like what they have done that's really innovative and interesting and different and like what tactics and strategies they have to create amazing cybersecurity marketing campaigns that drive actual ROI and pipeline. And we did that. 
And I think we did, what did we do? Did we do one day or two days? Oh gosh, what a blur it is already. And it's only been two years. Should have prepared more for this. (laughs) I'm going to blame my mom brain, but I think we did just one day, our first cyber marketing con. Yeah, I think we did a full day. We could put links in the show notes to people who want to see some of the content and see what sort of stuff we posted. I think you're right. I think it was one day, one full day, and we had 200 people buy tickets to this thing. This thing that we started like six months before. And what Maria and I and Aileen did was we just did like messaging people on LinkedIn, sharing it on LinkedIn, sharing it to our very few email newsletter subscribers at the time. And people were interested in attending this. And people bought tickets, 200 people bought tickets, which is just amazing. And that was a validation point for me and for everyone involved. It was, we're actually helping solve a problem. We're actually helping people in their careers and people want to be a part of the Cybersecurity Marketing Society. And this year we're going to go bigger, right? Yes. This year we're trying to bring everyone together in person, actually, which is going to be super exciting. Hopefully we'll be able to hug a lot of people and touch that they actually do exist and uh, have fun, (laughs) network and learn some new things. Yeah. So we've got some awesome things in plan and in RSA. Gianna, you want to tell everyone what we're doing? Yeah. It might be past RSA by the time this comes out, but the evolution of the society now that things are a little safer and safe to go and meet in person, we're doing a party at RSA. So we rented the press club on June 7th from 3.30 to 5.30, right before everybody has to go and man their own parties (laughs) that they're hosting. And we've already sold out all the tickets. So we're going to have 65 cyber marketers meeting up at RSA for the very first time. This is the very first in-person official cybersecurity marketing society event. Super exciting. So other than rewarding members by creating and putting together events and programming and in-person gatherings... We do work on some research as well. Gianna, do you want to tell us a little bit about the report from last year and what we're working on this year as well? Yeah, we have partnered with 1011 Ventures, which is a premier cybersecurity venture capital firm to do a, it's now in its second year, an in-depth research report on the world of cybersecurity marketing, because there's not a lot of good data out there on ROI or tactics or results. There's like very few actual hard data on these things that we need in order to benchmark what we do, especially if we're starting out in a new company. And everything that exists is all about like SaaS or tech or B2B tech, which is just bullshit to me because if you, (laughs) B2B tech includes like Asana, like is that who we're benchmarking against? You know, Asana and ERP players and and all this other stuff. Like, I'm not benchmarking against Expensify, my metrics. This is bullshit. So (laughs) what we did last year was we did an awesome report. We surveyed over 200 cybersecurity marketers, many of them from our group. And we produced a report. It was the 2021 State of Cybersecurity Marketing. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but you can also visit our website and catch it in the drop down under resources on the menu bar. And this year, everybody, you know, sign up for our newsletter because we're doing another report this year and it's going to focus on metrics, on those hard numbers. What is your conversion rates from MQL to SQL? How do you even define your pipeline? How do you define your funnel stages? Is it, are you doing MQL to SQL? Are you doing some weird like AZQL to like MFL? 
<laughs> and we're going to also talk about budget. Well, how are you categorizing your budget? What is your spend looking like in terms of percentages? And this is really good data that will help everybody in the industry. And it's also, I'll add, going to be broken down by stages. So say you are a seed stage or a series A company, you can look at the data that is for only those size companies instead of comparing yourself against all these fortune whatever is against the crowd strikes of the world, which are way more mature in their company life cycle. I'm really excited about that. And I know if we were to sell it, which we're not, <laughs> it would sell like hot croissants in the middle of Paris. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love croissants. So what else did you want to say and tell us, Gianna, today about the community? I think one thing that would be really cool is to just understand what it means to you personally in your growth, in your career, and as Gianna as a person. And I think that will be a really cool way to close out the episode. Awesome. So a few things. And I know I've said now like six times, like, well, before I go into that, and it makes me sound like a politician. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> but before I go into that, I forgot to plug our conference this year will be the week before Thanksgiving. We're still working on the date. And we did ask our members and we got about 400 responses of where they want to hold it. And right now we're working on where that is. And by the time this episode comes out, we might even have the conference page all up. So I'll make sure to include that in the show notes, but block off your calendars for the week before Thanksgiving. Don't go to any other conferences then. You got to come to ours. It's going to be amazing. And then also, if anyone listening has any questions about community too, feel free to send us some feedback because we can create another episode that's more about the metrics of the Cybersecurity Marketing Society and the ROI. Community is such a big field and such a big topic. It's hard to kind of fit it all into one episode. And then from a personal note and what the community means to me, well, I have cried many times with how happy I've been. Uh, you're laughing. <laughs> It's okay. I know you've cried too, Maria. Yeah, true story. No, definitely. And I think I remember the first time we got really emotional was right when we finished the first cyber marketing con. I think like after the last session and we said, okay, done. We did the award ceremony. And then we were like, oh my God, this actually happened. <laughs> yeah. I have cried many a time at the success of this group. You know, you go into a project and you think, Oh, like who knows, right? And maybe other people go in with more stoic, stayed or whatever opinions. But, you know, we go into thinking like, it'll be nice if this group has like 50 people or 100 people, it'd be helpful to us. And when it takes off like hot croissants in the middle of Paris, <laughs> it's just something I'm getting chills right now. It just blows your mind. One thing I didn't mention is just the feedback that we get often on how we have helped people. Not even just, I love this group, or I love the group. I read it every day, even though I don't post, but I got a job in your group. I made a connection. Gianna, thank you for connecting me to this person. They helped me negotiate my contract with Gartner and saved me $25,000 off of my budget. Things like that. Thanks for the intel, like things that are helping people in their jobs and their day-to-day, -day, but also in their careers and their career growth so that they can rise up and grow their careers and get better jobs and be happier. We've also made friends. I said before, I can make friends on the internet. My ethos is that I treat everybody who joins the society as if they're my best friend. 
And I have made some amazing friendships with some wonderful people just based off of us congregating in a digital room together every day for the past 600 days. I'm going to drop some names. Richard, Mary, Matthew, Karen, you're all awesome. Yeah, there's just some awesome people in there. I can't wait to meet everyone in person, either at RSA or at Cyber Marketing Con 2022. And of course, start creating some regional meetups. There's so many ideas that we have for this group, so many dreams. And I am really lucky to be on this journey with you, Gianna, and doing this together. So I know this is going to be so great. And I know 20 years from now, we're going to look back and either laugh or cry or do both. But at least what we're going to do is not have regrets for not having taken this all the way and for not trying. So yeah, it's awesome to be doing this. You're going to end this with me crying now, Maria? (laughs) How rude. (laughs) I am tearing up and I want to thank you for being on this journey with me because I wouldn't have been able to do it without you. And what's that saying? Alone you go fast, together you go far. I think that's what this is. And I think that also shows the power of the community and of community in general. Hells yeah. Mm-hmm. Hells yeah. Are you going to play the game? In this case, since you're the only one playing, you'll win. Okay. Make sure <laughs> to say that I'm right then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like I already know. Do you? Maybe yeah. I changed it. Yeah. Gianna, today, if you were not in cybersecurity marketing, I think you would be a gamer, a professional gamer. What? No. Really? I got it wrong? I don't even know if you're a friend, co-founder, co-host. Shit. <laughs> Does it okay. look like a gamer? Did I give off a gamer vibe? I know you I know you play a few games, so that I know. I mean, I know you're into a sort of niche part of agriculture when it comes to, you know, honey making and, and bees and bee farming. That's what it's called. Right? And then what else do I know about you? Gosh, I don't know. Maybe would you be actually in cybersecurity, but kind of like on the other side? Would you be I like- love that you think this. I'll just tell you what I would be. So if it was in the past, I would say a nurse. Since COVID, I would not say a nurse anymore. That's like, no way. What I would do is I would work somewhere where I could make massive amounts of food at one time. So I don't want to work in a regular restaurant. I would want to be working at a catering joint where I have to make like 7,000 servings of soup at once. Gianna, I love that. How how did I never tell you about how I want to open a food truck, retire and just have a food truck and I love cooking and I'm secretly want to be a chef and you never tell me this? I mean... This can be our next business venture. I don't. When I tell you I want to make like 7,000 servings of soup, I'm very serious about that. Like, I don't want to work somewhere where I'm making like, oh, like four plates at a time. Like, I want to have like a giant, like a huge pot. Like, I want to work at a food kitchen. That's what I want. Well, that's what we should do. You know what? I think maybe as we continue to grow the Cybersecurity Marketing Society, we can partner up with an organization. And we can go and and volunteer. We can take a week and work somewhere. We can help feed people. We can help cook. That would be amazing if you're up for it. I'm up for that. That sounds awesome. All right. Well, that's the plan. Gianna, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for being in the hot seat. And thanks for telling us all the secrets of 
creating and building a thriving community. And thanks for telling us uh, why, personally, why you wanted this and what makes it such an awesome journey. Thank you, Maria. Thanks for having me on. Okay. Tune in everyone next week for another episode. Don't forget to subscribe and like and review and tell your friends and family and neighbors. Please support this podcast as much as possible. And if you want to be on the podcast or if you have feedback for us, send us an email at podcasts at hackervalley.com. Tell your enemies that you hate this show so that they listen to it. No, our friends and members don't have enemies. We are good people. Many enemies. (laughs) Your sole job is to vanquish with this podcast. Okay. I'm taking away the mic from Gianna. I am (laughs) muting her. All right. See you guys next time. Bye.